Hello everyone, welcome to the JARcast. This is a new podcast from Suda Government's The JAR Committee, and it will be hosted each week by myself and Zella Grianto. Each week we'll be hosting a teacher, student, alumni, or anyone else that is willing to join. Today's conversation is with Mr. Dawson. All right, hello everyone. This week, Mr. Dawson will be our first guest on the podcast. He is here with us today. Uh, we are going to be talking about a wide range of topics, including who he is and Mr. Dawson's takes on different relevant items. Mostly pop culture stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Mr. Dawson, can you just start out by talking about where you came from, I guess, and kind of what school you went to, what school you were teaching at, um, and maybe just some of your general passions in life, I guess. Okay, okay. Um, so who is Mr. Dawson? Um, so my name's Quincy Dawson. Uh, Mr. Dawson's my stage name when I'm performing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I grew up in a place called Chino, California. No one's ever heard of it. It's like in Southern California area. Um, over there, I went to high school and everything over there. And then I went to college in Georgia, a place called Morehouse College, a uh, small private college. Over there, I studied physics and um, didn't really know what I wanted to do with physics until one year. I think it was the, well, actually, yeah, yeah. The summer before my senior year, I got an internship student teaching eighth grade math, and I just really liked it. So uh, from there, I decided to go to grad school back in California, get my master's in education, and I've been teaching um, high school physics ever since. Yeah, I've taught at private schools, uh, independent, or sorry, independent schools, public schools, charter schools, all of it, high school physics. Uh, and it wasn't until, so yeah, I was teaching high school physics, and then like over the summer also, I would teach um, high school teachers how to teach math. So yeah, that's like my education thing. And then over the summer, I moved over to Georgia, and now I'm at Atlantic High School. And you, you were a high school teacher at your last school, correct? Yes, I was. And you worked on a podcast as well, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> at that school, um, the teachers had to think of their own elective classes to teach. And basically, it came from the teacher's interest combined with the student's interest. And I really like music, media, all that type of stuff. And I know that in 2020, podcasts are getting bigger. They're only getting bigger, not getting smaller or anything. So I thought, let's create our own podcast. So I made that like my little mission over like the first like month and a half of the school year, trying to figure out how I could start a podcast, what goes into it, what should it be about, how to get it online, like on Spotify, YouTube, and all that stuff. And yeah, I basically became the podcast guy at the school, <laughs> doing the podcast every week, um, talking to students. And yeah, it's my thing. And I guess that's why I'm doing the podcast here with you guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> You've definitely helped us quite a bit yeah. over the past few days on it. How's your transition been at ACA? I mean, is the experience that much different than um, Vistamar? Sorry, I, I did a little bit of research on you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Zelik's a school stalker. That's not. All right. That's so exciting. I respect, I respect it. Publicly available information. Uh, so, yeah, um, the transition has been pretty good so far. Um, so, charter schools and independent schools kind of work the same way, uh, a little different from the way public schools go. And basically, the charter school or independent school does their own thing. And I like that because I feel like those schools give a lot of freedom to their teachers 
to talk about Kanye West in their classrooms <laughs> and uh, just teach the way they want in their style. I know public schools can do that too, but I just feel like I have a little more freedom at schools like ACA and Distamar. Yeah, I definitely think there's probably like a stigma against new teachers. Like um, when they first come, oh, they're so dreadful. But I think, um, I, I swear I don't mean to sound like a teacher's pet or anything, but it's like, I think Mr. Dawson has been one of the most uh, welcomed a, a, a teachers by the students. I mean, from the 11th and 12th grade, uh, you only hear good things about him, so. Wow, that's great, man. Yeah, I just did that little meet and greet uh, lab pack at the school, and I met a couple parents, too. They, like, wanted to come to me and just, like, introduce themselves. And it was great. I do feel really welcome from you guys. That's good. So you've lived in Atlanta and in California both times. What, which one do you like better, since you have experience in both? Man... I think, so right now I want to say California just because like the whole pandemic and stuff, not really much to do out here and everything. And also California because like stuff happens all the time. Like we'll talk about music and stuff later, but like people are always having like pop-up shops and concerts and stuff in California that I like going to that maybe happens in Atlanta. I just don't know about it yet. So let's, let's talk about a little food here, Atlanta food versus California food. Um, how do you feel about Waffle House? <laughs> Waffle House is crazy. Like, that is the most bizarre concept I've ever heard of. <laughs> it's like, it's not even that good. <laughs> yeah, no, for some, we take pride in it. We have to take pride in it. <laughs> and I have no idea why. I have no idea why. But yeah, I'm team IHOP. I don't, I don't care what you guys Whoa, say. That's <laughs> yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, man. Do you believe that uh, In-N-Out is overrated? I don't. In-N-Out actually is really good. <laughs> yeah, In-N-Out, the burger place that's only in Southern California. Might be all California. But yeah, that is, it's actually as good as they say. I can't, I can't deny that. I wouldn't know, I know how to, I just heard every person that I've ever talked about it said that it's incredibly overrated. I think the comparison's always like between In-N-Out and Shake Shack. And there's a Shake Shack in Atlanta, but it's extremely overpriced. Yeah, man, Shake Shack's also in California, but like, I don't like to compare them because Shake Shack is like the small slider burgers, yeah? I think it's normally like in and out, except it's just extremely overpriced. Like, it's kind of like a slider. It's not as big, but it's about like nine bucks for something that doesn't really fill you up. But I'm sure everybody else in Buckhead will try to prove you wrong about that. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. You guys heard of uh, Johnny Rockets? Yeah, I have. Yeah, so Johnny Rockets always gets compared to in and out as being just like in and out but like not fast food in the same sense. I don't think Johnny Rocks compares it all. <laughs> yeah, no good. So, people from your classes, and ourselves included, have been listening to what you've been, um, I guess, preaching at us for your hot takes, I guess, on pop culture. <laughs> uh, and we, we, we need you to explain. People need to know these answers. Um, but the thing is, these aren't even hot takes. Like, this stuff is just, like, common knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> You mentioned in our class that you're a big Office fan, correct? I am a fan of The Office, yeah. That's great. Me, I've watched it three times now. Zelix watched it like eight times. Um, so we're definitely, we're, we're right there with you. Um, and the topic of the decline of The Office. What is, what is your take on that? The Office is a great show. It's great. But there is a change that you'll see like maybe in the, I want to say the second to third season. Yeah, the third season's where it gets funny. It's like 
every character is perfect on the first two seasons, right? But on the third season, they all become exaggerations of themselves. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think is like in the beginning, he's this normal, just weird guy. Like, people just know weird people like him. But like on the third season, he's like completely insane. It doesn't make it's not realistic anymore. Right. I think if you, I think Kevin, uh, the uh, the accountant, like somebody who just embodies stupidity. I mean, to be an accountant in the first place, I think that's just an example of how they really exaggerate the, uh, the sort of. I, I'm gonna have to disagree though. I, I think that they evolved into better characters by season three. But, okay. But, That's one take. Evolving into better characters. Harry Potter evolved into a better character, right? Shrek evolved into a better character. But that's because those are like these fantasy stories. The Office is supposed to be a reality show, right? Right. In reality shows, like in your classes, you don't evolve to become an exaggeration of yourself. You're legit the same person as you were on the first day of school, but maybe just like, I don't know, more open and everything. Yeah, but it definitely fantasizes the sort of nine to five office life. Because I'm sure if you did it, I, I've seen on the internet where people sort of like just bash the office for not, um, so for, for saying like their experiences in an office don't compare with that of the show The Office. I bet they compare it to the first two seasons. Yeah. <laughs> But after, it's just, like, completely insane. And I think I have a theory on why that happened. So, I've been listening to the Office Ladies podcast. You guys ever heard of it? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. So, the Office Ladies podcast, they basically break down everything in the office. I was only listening to, like, the first, the episodes in the first season. And the way they talk about it is, like, they didn't have any money, no budget. It was before all the awards and everything. I think after they got a bigger budget and Steve Carell got all those uh, Grammys and whatever those awards are and stuff, then they got a higher budget and then like the writers like thought they should do more different stuff with it. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I'm still going to have to disagree. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, understand, Wait. I understand the argument if you believe that the show went downhill after like season eight, after Steve Carell leaves. I, I, I hear the argument a lot. I, I don't like that argument either because I still think it's one of the best shows even after season eight. I, it diminishes it in my mind a little um, after Steve Carell leaves, but I, it's just like two and three and four were like prime seasons. That is so interesting. Okay, do you at least admit that there's a change? Yeah. Yes, it, I, it definitely, I would say it takes a more positive attitude. In the first season, it's very negative. Um, and that's kind of what they're trying to show. It's supposed to be like a dark comedy and all that. Um, but it, 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 the, I think the positive, like, you get to see, like, the progression of characters. Oh, man. I think, like, with that progression, like, the dark to light, the light is a sitcom. The dark is a reality show. And that's the change I'm talking about. I, I think the evolution of characters idea um, has been placed on me by Mr. Andrew and Mr. Sheps. Of wanting to see characters turn good. Guess so, but like, you don't want to see a reality show characters change like that. At least I don't. <laughs> uh, the Big Sean album came out last week, and Mr. Ba Mr. Dawson, are you a big fan? I am a big Sean fan. Hmm. Yeah, you've been talking about it all every <laughs> this week. <laughs> and uh, I think the f first thing that, that was sort of. Um, 
the responses that you received after you, you mentioned the Big Sean album was, he was heavily irrelevant. Uh, I think the majority of my classmates share the same sentiments. Yeah, man. Yeah, I agree. That, that did happen. <laughs> your classmates were not as excited as I was. Do you think it's because of your, like, age? Or? Yeah, no, like, I really think. Uh, so the reason why I'm so into, like, hip-hop and everything like that is because it really influences the culture and, like, everything we think, the way we talk, the way we dress and all that stuff. But in the same breath, hip-hop is a really ageist um, medium or form of entertainment, right? So, like, even though Big Sean was popping, like, three or four years ago, he's ancient history now, right? Yeah. Three or four years ago, you guys were freshmen or probably uh, eighth graders, right? Yeah, eighth grade. I was in eighth grade when I decided to drop, I think. Yeah, and that's, that's a lifetime ago for you guys. But for me, being an old man like this, that's just happened to me I, I will say one of the, one of his songs are like timeless um was it bounce back maybe it plays at every single aca dance i, I don't think it's ever missed a dance so far <laughs> all right and it shouldn't it deserves it <laughs> yeah but that's also yeah. coming from mr holt and mr uh andrew and mr chefs being the dj so yeah maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe they just haven't moved on either maybe they're... Like, you guys are not making me look good right now <laughs> <laughs> it's always been a bop at the dance though yeah. yeah. But I think another thing with the whole ages hip hop thing is that everything happens so fast. Like Big Sean aged out really fast, but the people under him aged in just as fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. And those people are influenced from people like Big Sean, which I think still holds its relevancy in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I got deep on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, uh, for the beginning of school you you had like a sort of google doc or a google form which sort of had some intro questions for each student and one of the questions was uh little baby or dub baby um i think the majority of students answered little baby i think maybe either coming from atlanta or just randomly choosing because I, I remember caleb texting me uh, which one should, which one's the correct answer <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh what's your opinion on that which one's the better baby again it's the whole ages thing, right? I do not have a strong opinion on either of those guys. <laughs> but the thing is, I think the, the opposite way around, I'm able to appreciate the younger people because I just see how quickly it goes. But you guys can't do it the other way around. <laughs> That's so weird. And like, I was just like that. I was the same way. Didn't want to listen to old people. But like now, I'm an old people. And I get it. <laughs> yeah, I think... I was talking to Brennan the other day, or we were just texting on the group chat. Um, when, he, when, when we were discussing about the question on the Google form, he was like, yeah, Lil Baby's the greatest of all time, period. I, it's a definitive statement to make about all of hip-hop, but that might just be like the current generation of every single generation. <laughs> yeah, man. For you 12th graders right now, he is going to be the greatest of all time. Just like how <laughs> Kanye West and Tyler Creator are the greatest of all time for me. But you guys probably barely even listen to them. Maybe maybe not us. Maybe not Zelig and Caleb, but I'm sure maybe, maybe some other people. But, like, it's just like your parents or grandparents saying, like, yeah, man, Stevie Wonder was the best person. Michael Jackson was the best. I don't know anything about them. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. There was this one time when Mr. Dawson screen shared his uh, Google photos, and then his Google photos just uh, sort of were just packed with uh, Shrek pictures, and I think it was the... I remember seeing it on Twitter. It was like Kanye West and Nick Cannon interview. I, th I think he talked about how 
something had, oh, he, yeah, I remember Kanye West talking about how he, uh, Taco Bell had to be saved at all costs. I don't know if that was the exact moment you clipped, but uh, you seem to have a scary, maybe, obsession, or maybe it's just an obsession. Maybe all obsessions in general are just scary, but an obsession, <laughs> obsession nevertheless, with Kanye West and, and more Shrek. I'm, I'm more interested in, in the Shrek. Yeah, we also saw a nice Shrek. Yeah, man. Kanye West and Shrek, just same thing, the generation thing. <laughs> Shrek is the greatest of all time. <laughs> I, I think Shrek is more, I think he's more timeless, because I remember I kind of grew up with Shrek, but I don't think I never got as attached, maybe as Mr. Dawson. Have you seen all three Shrek movies? I, I couldn't tell you the difference between, like, yeah. I, I know things happen, but I couldn't tell you, oh, this one happened in the first one, second one. All right, one, so you one. know the Shrek lore. All right, that's cool, that's cool. <laughs> well, I like other, it's kind of a blend between, uh, like, a young kid movie and an older kid movie. Yeah. I, th I think it fits both crowds as well. Which is which is good. So I, I respect that you like Shrek. Sure. I'm always like showing like crazy random stuff, like my camera roll pictures of Shrek and everything to all my classes. No one, or maybe I never give anyone the opportunity to ask me about it. <laughs> no. It's always just like there for the shock guy, and then <laughs> yeah, you move on so quickly. <laughs> yeah, you have very good comedic pauses. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Um, but uh, I wanted to circle back to this Taco Bell idea. Um, let me say that I go to Taco Bell about, I would say, three to four times a week. I know people are going to hate on me um, for doing this, but it, it just, I, it's cheap and it's good. Uh, I'm, I'm not the biggest food uh, connoisseur. Connoisseur, yeah, I'm not the biggest food connoisseur. So I, I, you can't really, you can't really blame it on me. But is this the same opinion that you have? Do you also believe that Taco Bell should be saved at all costs? I am Team Caleb, Team Taco Bell, all day. <laughs> like, that is, like, legit my favorite place, Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm glad. I, every, everybody hates on me. Like, I can't find anybody else that says Taco Bell is definitively good, objectively good. Did you hear about the Mexican pizza? Yeah, I saw that they're taking down, like, half of their menu. Why? That's like, not good. If 2020 could get any worse, Taco Bell just had to take down half their menu. Like This is legit it. Yeah, man. This is the end. The Mexican pizza is like my go-to. I get like four items, but I and I always switch them up. But the Mexican pizza is like the thing I get every time. So sad. Well, it's a sad day. That was a sad day when I saw the article come through. Yeah, I don't think anybody will be sad that y'all two are sad about Taco Bell. So <laughs> I, I think we can move on with that. <laughs> Our problems are small in the grand scope of things. <laughs> Someone's going to feel go, like Go support a local taco chain or something. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure it's tenfold better than Taco Bell. Yeah, probably yeah. so. Do you like Waffle House more than Taco Bell? Oh, no, 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 no. Waffle House is just like, we, ha we have to like it because it's like an Atlanta thing. Yeah, it's just somewhere you go, like yeah. at midnight or something. Yeah, it's a good place to go and hang out. Um, like, we always go after all of our basketball games or the musical that we have, we go there. But the food, we don't go for the food. We go for the experience. experience yeah. Whatever that yeah. is. <laughs> it's an experience at Waffle House. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm the outsider here, so. I'll uh, send in a question asking about um, what you're kind of, if you are, uh, a, if you were a part of kind of the TikTok trend, I guess. Um, I mean, technically, in the literal sense, I am part of the TikTok community. 
I think I'm TikToks out there. Oh wow, Zelda's gonna find those eventually. <laughs> Not. I know Zelda. Yeah, Zelda can find them. Yeah, detective. <laughs> yeah, I think I have two TikToks out there. I think it's two. But um, yeah, it's part of that old thing. Like I don't understand. I guess I do understand it. It's just like being older. You can like step back and watch it happen. And I feel like I'm able to watch how it became cool to dance, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. but like even thinking about it, it wasn't always cool to just pull up your phone, and start dancing. Right. Just like sometimes it's not always cool to take a selfie, but that did become cool. Right. It used mm -hmm. to be, you, I don't know if you guys remember this. It used to be, you pull your phone to take a selfie and like someone will, you'll see someone looking at you. You'll quickly put it away. No, I still, that, do, I still do that today. Yeah. You still do that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I don't think it's as common. Just like for dancing on TikTok, right? People just set up their camera, at least at my old school. They'll just set up their phone on a desk and just start doing the little moves like it's normal. Hmm. Yeah, I think. But like I back in time, dancing was not just cool to do just out there. All right. I think this has been pretty good. Um, thank you all for listening on the first episode. And. We'll have one again next week, hopefully. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, Mr. Dawson, for coming and being our first guest. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. I yeah, loved thank it. You. <laughs> thank you. This podcast is produced by myself and Zella Grianto. Music by Gavin Listro and artwork by Kiki Bone. A special thanks to Mr. Dawson for helping us edit and figure out the audio equipment needed. And thank you again to Mr. Dawson for being our first guest this week. And thank you for listening.